You recognize that sound? Welcome back to just the tip off the NBA podcast that took last week off for load management. Man, sorry, we were sorry about that. Yeah, we were a little tired, just trying to trying to preserve, preserve ourselves for playoffs, guys. Got to stay rested, man. Yeah, gotta honestly, stay. or or maybe not the playoffs. We'll see. Oh, uh, I'm Sam Hyde. I'm Mason Round. Nathan Worms over yonder. Um, and so today uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. One thing we're going to talk about is uh, uh, someone who we sort of one thing we've just sort of considered as wrapped up as the rookie of the year. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Luke is going to be the rookie of the year. And it's been like since week week one, week two, everyone's been like, yep, just give it to him already. Yeah, that was and, it. And so, um, but another rookie has really, in the last couple games, been making a case for himself. And he's always been hanging in there. That's obviously uh, his counterpart in the trade, uh, Trey Young. Um, Trey Young recently uh, broke an NBA record, um, or didn't break an NBA record, but did the fir- uh, for the first time since Allen Iverson was the first rookie to have back-to-back 35-point games. Um He's got some incredibly flashy highlights. Like, did you see that uh, in between the legs that made uh, Pistons player completely miss? Put him in a spin cycle, oh, man. He's man. been trying to get the the Rondo throwback uh, fake for a couple couple months now, and he finally landed that one too. So, and he um, he if Jason Tatum doesn't hit a buzzer beater, that skills competition it's him. Oh yeah, man. He uh, had he, it in he, the bag. He, he he didn't directly beat Luca, but um, he beat Luca as far as got further. Um, did Luca also lose to Tatum though? Yeah. So if they both lost to Tatum, we can't really. I don't know if we call that, but I, I'll, either way, I'll call it a win for me because I picked Jason Tatum to win the skills competition. So ah, we're all very proud. We're all very proud of you. You also picked Team Giannis. I did. I tried for, for a little bit of parody, but yeah, you guys got the double. That, on that, that, looked, that, looked, that looked like a great pick for three quarters. Although my dunk contest winner also, my dunk contest pick also won. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, my three my three point winner would have won if he didn't get engaged the night before and was probably up late and had a couple drinks. Who'd you pick? I Seth Curry, who got Oh shit, that's right. Who got engaged to Doc Rivers' daughter? Yeah. Yeah, that's an NBA power family right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nothing screams NBA power like Austin Rivers. Hey, 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 Doc Rivers at least. Doc Rivers is might make the playoffs this year with that without Tobias Harris on in that yeah. roster. Yeah, you mean you without Boban? My see, my job. I don't know why they're trying to make the playoffs because they get to keep their first round pick if they don't make the playoffs. Because they they're the not playoffs, gonna tank. They're not gonna tank. They're not the Wizards. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, back to the Luca versus Doncic. I've got or Luca versus <laughs> Luca versus Trey. I've got their stats pulled up here. So we got 20 points a game from Luca. He had 7.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists, one steal a game, 0.3 blocks, 3.4 turnovers a game. To Trey Young, 17.8 points, um, 3.3 rebounds, 7.7 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.2 blocks, and 3.9 turnovers a game. All right, so the big numbers that jump out at me are, are I want to know, are the effective field goal percentage. What's Luca's effective field goal percentage? Oh, I, this is just basic stats. That's what oh, I was just going with. Dude, you, you still use ESPN? You got to get on that basketball reference shit, dude. Basketball reference? All the way. We don't need to... Stat the fuck out of everything, or else yes, we just get a boring. Uh, yes. Or else we become a boring. Yes, we do because numbers don't out. lie. Listen, listen. If you don't care about stats, you should be rooting for Russell Westbrook. Fuck <laughs> you. And there is our Russell Westbrook bash of the podcast. All I'm saying is, whenever he gets a triple double, 
81% of the time they win. So yeah. 67% of the time it works every time. Bring, I'm not sure that's real. No, it's math. Of course it's real. Um, but Luca's effective field goal percentage is uh, 51.2. Ooh. And Trey Young's was slightly less than that. Um, yeah, and I'm so I'm just gonna come out early and say I'm still taking Luca, but I think Trey is closing the gap, and if he keeps on doing what he's doing, he can do it by the end of the season. Um, he get, needs to, a Harden like run. Harden gotten into the MVP conversation by having a great run. That's exactly what Trey needs over the last 20, 24 games here. Yeah, sorry, Trey Young's at forty seven point four effective field goal percentage, and Luca's at fifty one point two effective field goal. Also, keep in mind though, Luca is taller. And he's a power forward, so he can or get... Or a shooting guard. Or a shooting guard, which is or hilarious. anything, really, to be honest. The only thing he's not on that team is a center, really. Yeah, yeah. this is fair. So, <laughs> I don't know. I still think, like, I, I still give it to Doncic. Obviously, Trey Young is closing that gap, but it just seems like Trey Young still reverts back to some of those games he had in college where he shoots 15 threes a game and makes one of them. But listen, even some NBA greats shoot uh, 15 threes a game. And uh, Steph Curry has missed 10 threes in a game. Steph Curry, I, won't, I, don't, I don't know what he finished the game at, but I remember watching a uh, game last year where Steph Curry was 1 for 11. And I don't think anyone's going to say he's a bad shooter. What's what's uh, Trey's three-point percentage? Trey Young's three-point Percentage. So they're both. So little fun fact: the Hawks and the Mavs are both the 12 seed in the East and the West. Trey Young's three-point percentage is 33 right now. 33. That's lower than you'd like to see, and I think he's got to get that number up to like. Oh, Lucas, 35. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. but but for the Trey Young, the type of player he is, I think he wants to be. I think he would like to be. Closer to 40. Well, yeah, but I, he's not going to get closer to 40 with 21. He takes 5.7. So Trey takes 5.7 threes a game. Luka takes seven threes a game, and he's got a better three-point percentage. So Luka I'm takes big, two more threes. He takes and more, and he's got better. more. Yeah. Uh, and he's got that step plus, back. Plus, he's got just a dagger of a step back. Uh, Luka is very good at doing him off the dribble. Or, sorry, Trey's very good at doing him off the dribble, but I, I don't think he's quite found his move. Trey's got – Trey – No, sorry, uh, I, I was going to say, but also – um, the step back works best when you are taller than your defender, and Trey is. Is going to be taller than most not taller than his defender most of the time? Especially so, because time. we're slowly graduating into the taller point guard. Um, not necessarily like massively taller, but you know, Trey's he's not only is he shorter, but he's also a, a small dude yeah. in general. He doesn't have a lot, a lot of muscle on him. He's yeah. not like small Wall guy, or yeah. Westbrook, where they're just absolutely jacked and six four, six five. So yeah. On most nights, he's going to be the smaller of the point guard battle. So, I'm going to uh, go. You said it. ITN. What? What? Isaiah Thomas. So, five so no, I said on most nights he's going to be the smaller okay. of the point okay. guard. Oh yeah, unless he's facing IT. I got you. Uh, or Dennis yeah, Schroeder, who's he's gonna the be lightest. Started by Jamal Murray. Anyway. Oh, because uh, starter for starter. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but then again, Trey Young is playing two minutes. Uh, like 1.8 minutes less yeah. per game. So oh, which I don't think uh, I, I, I get that that a shot, affects the a thing. shot and a half maybe but, a game. But uh, um, well, additionally, I think that uh, it goes towards Luca because it means his team wants him in there more. Um, I I think the Hawks have to make a big uh, end of the year run in order for Trey to get it, which I don't think is in their best interest. I think they also want to stay low because I think um, like 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 everyone else they. What that top draft pick? Um, 
I also think that Luca. Uh, I think a big thing for uh, Trey versus Luca is look up their turnovers because Luca is. Oh, he's a point guard though. Of course, he's gonna have more. No, no, Luca's very turnover prone. I don't know oh, really? Is, but Luca is very, and a lot of it is three point four two. Yeah, it's Luca two. Three point nine for Trey. Three point nine. So. Trey has more turnovers, Luca has less, but okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're no James Hardens, but you know, yeah. <laughs> they're also no James Hardens when it comes to scoring either. So, um, so I personally think that uh, Luca has the potential to be a better player all time, um, but I do think Trey is definitely All Star potential. I think Trey is franchise uh, point guard potential. Um, I think just in today's NBA, uh, with very few exceptions, um, a uh, three or four, uh, all, uh, oh. MVP caliber three or four is <laughs> uh, more, more valuable to a team than an MVP caliber one, right? We're just in a league where, um, don't get me wrong, uh, MVP caliber one, like the Steph Currys, like James Hardens, um, people of that caliber definitely help a team, but when you really look at a championship team, um, <clears throat> I feel like a, a, a three being able to do more things is more valuable because the point guard role. It's really kind of you, you're limited. You're not going to be posting anybody up. You're not going to be able to. You can drive to the hoop, but you're going to have a less, uh, much less likely chance of getting that shot off without it getting blocked than you are someone who's taller, who's bigger. So I think the odds are stacked against Trey, but. I'm still pulling for him, you know. I, I want to see a competition. I think he's making Hawks fans feel a lot better now than he was that first month and a half oh, of the season man. when he looked like that was the well, biggest mistake the Atlanta Hawks organization has ever plus, made to trade Luke away. Unless, unless the Mavs get a, I think it's top five pick, which they might. They very well might. They also get uh, the Mavericks next year first rounder for that trade. <laughs> so, uh, when you when you factor that in, I think the trade actually looks really good for the Hawks. I think it actually benefited both teams because uh, the uh, Mavericks went out and got uh, Chris Stops. Yep. Um, but, <clears throat> I think, I still take Luka. The real question is, can either of them beat Ben Simmons for Rookie of the Year this year? That's going to be a tough one, man. He's putting up some career numbers. Career he, numbers. He, he shot another three. And this is <laughs> one where like, it was completely intense. We were watching the beginning of uh, the Sixers playing. Um, who did they play that night? It was, I forget the game, but it was in the opening Celtic. minutes. No, it was, no. It was, it was, he wouldn't have shot a three against the Celtics. It was in the opening minutes, and they were doing the disrespect that they do, giving them 15, 15 feet from the three-pointer. Was it, was it, were they doing, like, LeBron-level disrespect, where I'm not even going to be in zip code? He was at the top of the top of the three-point arc. His guy was in the middle of the of the paint. Yeah. He might as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, after the Celtics exploded that so hard in the playoffs that uh, last year, every team should be doing that. Oh, yeah. Until he makes a three at any sort of a clip, any sort of a clip. Honestly, well, you know what he's going to work on then? I don't even work on the three. Work on that two dribble into the lane and then pull up for that 15-foot jumper. Because yeah. if you can hit that and then they're still going to guard off you, then they need to come up a little bit, then you can drive on them. Yeah. Um, but what was it? I think it was against the Blazers. In other, words, in other words, Ben Simmons, learn how to shoot the fucking basketball and your game's going to explode. Oh, it looks so unnatural when he shot it. It, it looks so he twists, bad. He, <laughs> he shot it like Shaquille O'Neal shot it. It was like with one yeah. hand and that other like guide hand was not even used. It was so bad. So he did the whole like, you know, hand on the waves, shooting like that, free throw, like checked in the all-star game. Oh, God. Uh, uh, m- 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 while we're talking about rookie of the year, um, it's weird. I can't remember a time 
ever where middle of the season next year's rookie of the year was pretty much consensus decided. Consensus decided. Like I think you had to make a really hard case for Zion to not win rookie of the year next year, right? And I mean, we gotta watch him play. We, there might be a breakout star. No one knows. And um, I actually don't. I almost don't like how certain everyone is because a, I think that puts unnatural pressure on the guy, especially because he might not go to a, be- a great organization. And also, he's coming off an injury. Um, okay, he's not going to a great organization. He's going to the Knicks, the Suns, or the Cavs. Uh, he could go to the Bulls, the Hawks. The um, there's a lot of. Here's the thing: is with the way that the lottery works now. It's, it's, there's no guarantee he's going to uh, a shit team. A uh, three-win team. Uh, he's going to a non-playoff. He's, team. He's, sure. he's going to. A but there's still some teams out there who yeah. are non-playoff teams who aren't. I wouldn't consider. Yeah. I wouldn't consider them shit teams. They've got. Honestly, if you would have looked at the Kings last year, you would have called them a shit team. They are not a shit team. And the difference of a year is ridiculous. These guys with young, the Hawks. For one, have so many young players. They've got some amazing I think, talent I think lined the up. Hawks they're going to be, be the dangerous. Best option just because their or like internal organization isn't a mess. We know how terrible the Cavs owner and all that stuff so is. The Knicks, the Knicks are, Knicks are a fucking mess. Bulls, no one knows the Bulls what the, are the worst. The, front the, the, Bull, yeah, the Bulls are terrible. No one knows what the Suns are doing. Really, yeah. that's the only thing. They're just no one knows what they're doing. But like, there's some bad front offices. In that bottom tier, that's why I think if you can get on the Hawks, that's one of the they better. They're front in the right direction. So, but yeah, means- they got young talent. You have John Collins, and you have Trey Young. There's young talent. If the Hawks slide into that, more, either way, if they if the Hawks can slide into that top one or two, you get Zion, you get RJ. So, uh, before before we get too far, this, one thing I want to discuss is he's injured right now because he exploded out of his Paul George's. Yes, PGs. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, too bad. And uh, so if he. He, there's a good chance he doesn't play the rest of the season. Personally, and this is as a Duke fan, so it's with a big grain of salt, I think there's a very good chance that he doesn't play any more of the regular season and comes back in March. You think he just comes back for the NCAA tournament? Yes. You think he comes back for the ACC tournament, no. too? Just the NCAA? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe he comes back next game. I, I'm not yeah, in. Who knows? He, he's, I think he's considered day-to-day, week-to-week. That, that he's been given that designation. Um I, very similar situation to Ohio State defensive end Joey Bosa was the consensus number one draft pick for the NFL draft and is, mm-hmm. and is up the combines this weekend. So actually kind of perfect timing is the consensus number one overall pick groin injury in the TCU game did not play the rest of the season to be healthy for the draft because he wanted to be healthy going into that draft because the health plays a big factor, at least on the NFL side. Oh, yeah. And so he didn't come back because he knew he was going to be number one overall pick and he wanted that money. So the question oh, yeah. is... Will Zion do the same thing? How much does the injury factor play in the NBA? Because it's huge in the NFL because it's obviously a contact sport. Not that basketball isn't. Yeah. But how much more does the that factor play in the NBA? NBA players also make more money. So it's not like Zion's like losing a massive deal if he's a little hurt. Versus in the NFL, you could be losing a ton of money. So A couple, a couple things I want to touch on leading off of that. The, the money... I don't know if he. I, I don't want to say he's not concerned about the money because, of course, you, you're concerned when about the money. When there's that much year, money on the table, you, you yeah. definitely are. It's yeah. going to be in the back of your mind. But it's not as big of a de- deficit from first pick, second pick to to tenth pick overall. You know, and even if he does drop to the sixteenth pick, he's still going to make eight million dollars from his insurance contract. You know, I'm going to jump in front of this. I don't There's think no way he gets to the 16. No, I understand. I, Zion, Zion hurts or not, I don't think he goes below 3. Although, Michael Porter Jr. didn't drop below the 16th pick. 
Yeah, he, he was, was getting, what, he was getting what, close. He was yeah. getting close. Yeah. Um, the NBA has come out. A lot of NBA executives and teams are curious, though, about Zion's health. They don't. They've been playing this very close to the chest, uh, and we're not necessarily sure of the full extent of the injury. Um, it didn't look good when you watched it live. The way that his knee moved. I mean, he's a big dude, 285 yeah, pounds, 6'7", going into that busting We've shoe. never seen that really happen with a shoe because we've never seen a guy that big who's also that explosive. LeBron's the closest thing we have to that big and that explosive. Again, the only thing bigger than Zion in the NBA, Boban. But Boban isn't pulling moves like that out. Yeah, he's, not pulling, he's not pulling those shimmy shake turnaround so, jumpers. So that's one of the big reasons why I think he'll come back in March is, A, I'm a fan and I want to see it happen. But B, also, every... Like bit of worry every NBA team has. If he comes back and is still in full Zion fashion, I think that's just buried. I'll be if he's able to play, and he's not going to sit out the draft. I would hope that he doesn't sit out until the tournament. If you're going to sit, sit. If you're going to play, play. Please don't pick and choose games. I understand that that's the smart thing to do, but as a fan, as oh, a yeah. love, as a lover of the game, either sit. Or don't. A lot of the a lot of the old timers are saying he has to like uh, it, when it gets brought up. Kobe Bryant was very adamant, saying you made a commitment to your team. Play. He also said that he don't you don't think he doesn't think that players should have to go through that one year of college before yeah. going to the NBA. I don't think they so should. So that's contra- I feel like that's contradictory. And um, that's a whole I, different. I, I, well, debate. no. On second, if you do make a commitment, well, yeah. it's not necessarily a commitment. You have to go there. You, you have to go. You can play, you can play overseas. You can take a year off. Yeah, you can go and play don't get wrong. Like we we should Zion should be in the NBA this year. Zion should be able to go straight out of uh straight out of high school. Well, and that that's where we're there's, there's slowly, one or two there's we're slowly one. seeing that happen. Like I think we're gonna see all right. Either you don't go to college or you go for two years. You can go straight to the G League. I think next year they're actually the G League is having some sort of thing where you, they're allowing players to come in and forego college. Yeah. And they, go into the instead of going into the NBA, going like into the G League for a, for a year. I think it was like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, to go into the G Which League for a year is, for, is not shit NBA money. But when you are nineteen years old, that's a lot of money. Are you that's kidding me? That's a lot, ton of money. If you're twenty three years old, that's a lot of money, yeah. man. There's yeah. not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of college kids getting out of this <laughs> school with their degree making that much money. Yeah, petroleum so. engineers and doctors, but they're not twenty three. No fucking way. Uh, petroleum engineers aren't even making one twenty five. They're making like high nineties, low hundreds. Yeah, doctors <laughs> have just dropped five hundred grand on their med school. So god damn. But it's. I've also. One thing that I think – I kind of think he will come back, and the reason why is, like, the beginning before when the recruiting process was going on, you know, like, Zion texted Barrett and and uh, Cam Reddish and Trey Jones. and Well, Jones was already committed to Duke because his brother went. But the other three, they're like, hey, let's all go to Duke. Let's do this. Yeah. Us three from the beginning, let's go to the championship. So I think there's – they take. I, I, I think there's a bond between those three top, those top three recruits that they they wanted to come in, and they wanted to make this happen. And part of me thinks that Zion is going to honor that. And you still see yeah. he's up for the games. The difference he is up, he is pumped. Obviously, they lost that uh, last game of Virginia Tech, but when Cam Reddish hit that three to tie, he was up, he was pumped. And I you mean, go look at the Joey Bosa side; he was the, sitting on the bench just mulling around the, the entire season. I yeah, I, I think he wants to play. I think he wants to play with these guys. I think he wants to bring a national championship to Duke. So I, I think 
whether or not when he comes back, you know, I haven't. Had I a- wouldn't be opposed to keeping him out until the ACC tournament. It's probably hard for him to sit out this North Carolina game coming uh-huh. up on Saturday, but I think he's going to come back and play. I hope he does because I think I people want to see him in the tournament, and that's going to. He's already bringing in so much viewership and all that stuff to the yeah. NCAA basketball, putting in the tournament. So I, take it to I, another level. I think that um, I, I, I have two points to that. I okay, I think that Zion um, is going to play because I think he's incredibly competitive. Oh, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on the fact that he might be competitive, incredibly competitive. I want to know some proof that he's incredibly competitive. I haven't seen anything. I've seen him dominate against some high school kids. I've seen him dominate against some college kids. I haven't seen a real show of competition where he's like, all right, I got to take over. I'm not going to lose this game. Uh, I think Louisville. I think down twenty two yeah. when he made, he got an he got an they were down with twenty over twenty with about nine minutes to go and he got an and made shot and one with like three minutes to go to put him within five and he just turned around yelled swung his fist did the whole like bulk up thing and you could tell he was really into it and he really wanted to win that game uh, i also think it's kind of hard for him to put the team on his back because you, you also <laughs> have rj barrett cam reddish just hit some deep and clutch threes down the line this past ha- second half of this acc uh play for duke so i think it's hard for him to put the team on his back because of the rest of the talent he has on this team but i think you can't not like dock his competitiveness if you watch him play in the games he I, has. I, also, I also think if you ever watch an interview with him um he never he never talks about very that. humble he, he's I, I, very humble but he never talks about personal accolades he never talks about anything he talk he talks about as, as far as i can tell one thing matters to zion williamson and that right there is that the team wins i think um, that's in, that you got to attribute that to Coach K. Yeah. Coach Chesky oh, is. He, that, yeah. Oh yeah. To have he, 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 to have he that to kind of the basketball coach Mount Rushmore. Oh, he yeah. he is absolutely he is in my mind the best college coach to ever live. I think he is a easily top five if not top three at basketball coach to ever live. I mean, so you you can look at people who come out of Duke and they are amazing basketball players, mm-hmm. but they're also excellent at. Uh, they carry themselves they, they, well. Exactly. They, Sorry. They uh, carry themselves well, and they know how to talk to people. Because Coach K is classy, and he runs a classy organization. Now, I'm not trying to dog on Calipari or Kentucky, but you look at some of the people coming out of there, and they definitely – it doesn't seem like it's as much of a yeah. of a point for – a point of emphasis for them yeah. to give a damn about what you think or carry yourself towards the media or any of that. It's not really in there. Wait, wait, are you saying DeMarcus Cousins? Or John Wall. And John Wall aren't. Damn. Or, or fuck it. Rajon Rondo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, Rajon Rondo is hella smart, but he'll backtalk the shit oh, out of the yeah. media. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Towns is a little better. Towns is a little more oh, yeah. free. I mean, like, and it's, all, it's a lot about the personality yeah. of the person yeah. as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. it's you can't just, I'm not trying to nitpick here or pick and choose, but I'm just saying that Coach Coach K and the Duke organization. And I'm sure there's that, some Duke that, players yeah. that we're not thinking of who I mean, Julie, swing other. Ju- Julie Lokapur is the yeah. one example. And yeah. he's even matured a lot and he's coming around. But Julie Lokapur, here's one thing you got to give Coach K credit. How much trouble did Jaleel Okapur cause for the PR team of Philadelphia his first two years? I don't know. A ton. I didn't um, see much of it. Okay, where, there was that, uh, well, there was that uh, there was nightclub the, brawl. There was when he got pulled over for doing over 100 across a bridge in Philadelphia. There was, um, he got fined for cursing during an interview. 
And here's one thing that I think almost speaks to Coach K. No one knew that was an issue in college. <laughs> the man knows how to cover shit up. Yeah. <laughs> or not even cover shit up. It's that shit didn't fly in the Duke locker room. And potato, it, potato, tomato, yeah. tomato. You yeah. never know. It's is what it is. All right. So I think he, I think Zion's playing. I think he's playing, but I think he might wait till the tournament. Wait till the NCAA tournament to play. What do you think, Mason? Is he coming back? I'm gonna say he. Uh, I'm gonna say he sits. I think he's right. gonna sit out. So, we, so se- we got se- secondary question: Is there a scenario where no matter what happens, is there a scenario where he gets taken at second? Is there a yeah, scenario? Yeah, where he gets if taken he first? sits, you think if he sits, he does. He's not taken first. I think if if he sits and Duke goes very far in the tournament, they do great job without him. Yeah, I think he could go second. I think he could go third. You know, I, I, I think I think someone's gonna fall in love with RJ Barrett and they're gonna take him over Zion. I think RJ John Morant. Yeah, John Morant's who I think. If anyone's gonna take the top draft spot over Zion, it's gonna be John Morant. And, it, and, John it, Morant? and it's all about whether the team needs point guard. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, Mason and, a lot, and I have a, teams at the bottom have Mason and I have a buddy from high school who is a grad is the grad student on a coach. He's a grad coach on Morehead State, which is in John Morant's conference, the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Said. Live in action, best player you've ever seen play. Yeah, and, and got subtly recruited to go play at uh, subtly State too. Yeah, Just subtly. Co- you yeah. you wanted to sign early, coach or the prospect who was looking at another player just saw the kid and said, "Hey, you want to go play at Murray State?" And you wanted to sign early. Murray State was the first one to give him yeah. a give him a time of day. Um, so so I got one of the best he, players he, in the country playing for an Ohio Valley Conference team. I, I, Fuck I, I, yeah. I, I think most people think the. Duke three are going to be three of the top four, right? And I think that's wishful thinking for Duke fans. I I think uh, all right, fine. Three of the top five right now, yeah. Bull Bull doesn't get injured. I think yeah. you're looking at a, yeah, but he's going to sneak up I, there. I, I, I think right now people think they're three of the top five. Uh, I don't a, know, and maybe maybe that kid out of Tennessee is who I think takes the. Um, but even then, I don't think he's no, as complete. No, no, I, there's better players than the kid out of Tennessee. A couple of Kentucky players, uh, Ryu Hachimura for Gonzaga is yeah. pretty darn good. Um, the one who I think it could slip is Cam Reddish. But I think the team that gets him, it's going to be a perfect fit because Cam he's Reddish is like a Clay Thompson. Yeah, he, already, he is the he does not adjust anything about his game. Yeah, he does, he can D3. be Clay Thompson and score forty points with only taking four dribbles. But um, that's what he can do. So, and that's why I think he could fall because he could fall to the team that needs that specific player. I think the Suns are a good fit because Booker needs the ball in his hands. You have. Um, uh, eight in the post, and then you'd have Reddish just on the outside shooting threes. I think that would work. So. It, it would. So, circling back towards Zion, whether he's going to play, whether he's not going to play, I next year is going to be one of the most, uh, I guess, controversial I drafts. Don't transition me yet. You have another thing? I have one more thing to say on the Zion. I'll go. Sorry, go for Which, your last thing on the Zion. Yeah, my, so I think the only player who I think could overtake him, and you guys obviously disagree, but I think the only player that could overtake him is Jean Morant, and that would require, and that would also require that um, whoever the top team is to need a point guard. But when you look at who's likely to be the top team, um, the Phoenix Suns are really the only ones who I think take Jean Morant over Zion Williams. Because Pelicans? Have, I mean, um, I'm saying the Pelicans. They're like 13. The Pelicans. The Pelicans are going to get it. Drew Holiday is not. He's their uh, their number two. And uh, but but the Pelicans aren't going to. Pelicans two. aren't. Yeah. Uh, there's a rare chance. Alfred Payton is their number one. Their guy. Um. But so, um. The 
sorry, the Bulls have Chris Dunn, who they have a lot of faith in and showing uh, greatness. The right. Cavs have Colin Sexton, who, again, is no Jean Morant, but I think they take Zion over because I don't think yeah. you have both no, Sexton and Zion. You can't, yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't yeah. give up on Sexton here, too. Yeah, and um, but what if they do Dennis Smith? Take Zion off the table. Would they take him? RJ. I think they take Redditor RJ. So you think they take him over uh, yeah. John Moran? Okay. Um, uh, the Knicks don't have a point guard, but the Knicks might have Kyrie next year. And, yeah. well, they, and they have Dennis Smith to yeah. be sufficient. I think yeah. because you have a sufficient enough point, like the the Dennis Smith's also the, hella young. The, the Suns point guard is not sufficient. Isaac Kanan, no, that, that's not going to work. Dennis Smith is sufficient enough to where. You take that chance on Zion. Yeah, I, I don't I I think the Suns are the only bottom caliber team who would not take Zion first. And I even then I think he, Zion would also be such a good fit there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we sorry, that, no, that was just yeah. the last thing I want to say. Um, circling around <laughs> to um, those are gonna be the upcoming rookies of next year. There's also going to be, and they're going to get signed for such small contracts in comparison to some of these next players we're going to talk about. Free agency. Yeah. There's about to be hella people overpaid for for what? We've we've already sort of talked about how there's a lot of people at the top, but how there's just so much cap space and we don't know who goes there. And so that leaves these gaps that um, there's a lot of pretty good, like, players but how often do we see a, p- a player have a couple really good years and then get that big contract and stagnate? Um, Andrew Wiggins is the prime example. Of that. Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. Timothy Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. Um, uh, Bismack Biombo. Oh, yep. God. Yeah. So, um, so I compiled, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> I, 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 Chandler I, Parsons. <laughs> I compiled a list of a bunch Kevin of Durant. who are having great years. Like for 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 them who are having just outstanding years, who I think could get that big contract next year, and I'm worried aren't going to hold it. And I think a lot of these players, because um, there's also a lot of free agency in 2020. Yeah. Um. And so I think a lot of these players might uh, sign like a JJ Redick type deal, where it's like, hey, take less. We no. JJ no, Redick's just take a you. giant one year deal. Hey, we want you for one year. We'll pay you 24 million dollars. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So the first prime example is uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Julius so he's I, a funny one. No, he's he's funny. He's interesting because of his uh, his uh, man. I you look at the numbers that he was. He's been steadily increasing his points per game from I think it was twelve to fourteen uh, to sixteen. He really and then he broke made a big out. Jump he really broke 20. out second half of last season when Walton kind of said, "Hey, we don't really have any." Room for you right now. Like, you're going to be coming off the bench. You're going to be playing limited minutes. You know, we're not really looking to you as a future asset right now. And then he did – that's when he exploded and said, all right, well, I'm going to prove to you that I'm worth your time and money. And that's that's when he started this points increase. And we're seeing it, obviously, when you started the Pelicans. And, like, we're seeing it so, continue. So it was 11 to 13 to 16. And now he's putting up 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh for the Pelicans, and I think that has something to do. So his minutes per game went from 28, 28, 26, 29. So he even went down in minutes yeah. and was still putting up buckets. And then he, he ended up walking. He ended up walking before LeBron signed with the Lakers. Yeah. And I, I got to say, they people dog on the Lakers for letting him walk, but I don't think they were really even considering him when they were thinking about 
LeBron. Yeah, I agree, they're, but they're man, could they use a guy with a high motor? Big free agent. Yeah. yeah, but man, they could use a guy with high motor yeah. and offensive rebounding. Oh. They they could use him so bad right now. What's funny is they have so many guys who can be that who just aren't. They. We'll we'll get into the whole Lakers issues but, later. So, later so, but yes. so here's my question on Julius Randle. Julius Randle, uh, next year signs. Um, I'm just going to use this as an example contract: three year, seventy million dollars. Julius Randle, it's about a twenty-three million a year contract. Yeah, yeah. So what, let's say he signs a three-year, uh, twenty-three, uh, seventy million dollar contract. Okay. Is he overpaid? Maybe a tad. With for the Pelicans, no, because no, you don't no, know. No guarantee he goes to the Pelicans. No guarantee he goes to the Pelicans because he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh shit. So so just any All right. team with his team with his team now with the Pelicans, I'd say no. With almost any other top tier team, no, yeah, he is overpaid. Okay. okay. Um. All right. Another, yeah, another. Really, it really depends on the team. I mean, he his production is you can't deny his production, and if it continues at this steady level, if not increases more, then yeah, maybe he is worth that much. But you worry about guys make, making that money, then becoming complacent and falling off. So. All right. Um. So on to my next guy, uh, the man with a name so nice you have to say it twice, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich. So the younger one? Uh, the one for the Pacers. Oh, that's Bojan. Oh, sorry. Bojan Bogdanovich. So then the one for the Kings? The one, no, for, the the one for the Kings the one, is Bogdan. He's okay. the second-year player. Bo, 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 Bojan is the free agent. Bojan's okay. the free agent sorry. for the Pacers. Well, kind of a Nikolai Mirotic kind of dude. A little bigger. Can shoot the ball right really well. Shooter. Outstanding yeah, shooter. Great shooter. Decent, um, pretty good rebounder. I think your only issue is, is like... All right, is he still in Nikola Mirotic, or is he headed towards your games? Four rebounds, one point eight assists. Uh, he's he's a, he's a floor spacer, and that's what he is for the Pacers. He's a floor spacer, which when Oladipo wasn't injured, allowed Oladipo the lane to drive. He's he's a floor spacer. He's also an energy guy, mm-hmm. and he also is super underrated defender. He, he's, yeah, he's been he's in the league a, for about seven years. Yeah. If he, he doesn't, doesn't look that, like it. Right? Yeah. He looks like he's been in for 13. All right, so seven <laughs> years, that means he's right in the middle of what his prime should be, right? He's at 29. He's he's upon the time yeah. for his prime. All right. Uh, he's playing well. What, give me – did you have a contract in mind for him? I'm or? just, just going to um, throw out there again. So what, unrestricted what, what, free – Unrestricted free agent if some team gives him three or $70 million. I think, I think you're over – Pacers, again, I say same team he's on. No, that's perfect for him. He goes to another team. It depends on the team. I'm going to go ahead and say he's making $10 million no, a year. That's overpaid. 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 He's making, he's making $10, $10 million a year right now. All right. Um, uh, let's turn, let's get, him up to, to, get him up to 15 I, say, or I, I don't think you can get him more than 15. I, I was going to say, what, what, what is his yearly rate that you think is what he's worth? 15 I or think he's 15 to 20. I, I, I think you can okay. give him another $5 million a year. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, here's here's where I think he could benefit is especially teams that think they're going to win the Anthony Davis Sweet State in uh, 2020, and they're like, hey – we have all this cap space that is sitting here, and we need a guy like you who can space the floor and uh, support our playmakers. So the perfect example is the Lakers. If the Lakers don't do any big moves this offseason, what, what if the Lakers gave him one year $22 million? God, the Pacers have so much cash. His mouth's turned they don't get, still. If they don't get Clay Thompson, they, they would definitely be pulling for him. Yeah, hard. and do you, do you think that one year $22 million is a fair deal for him? One year $22 million. If you have the cap space, yes. Yeah. If you are stretching yourself to get him, well, you really better be trying to get 
to the you bet you better be hoping that you're gonna make uh, the playoffs. Almost guaranteed that you're making the playoffs, trying to gate make for a title run. Yeah, uh, I would not put my money on him to to make it to the playoffs. If you're considering you are in the playoffs, I would go for him. But if you're like, eh, no, don't waste the money on 22. All right. Um, I don't know. I, you could spend it on him if you're if you're the Pacers. Miles Turner's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, well, I think longer. I think he still has one more year on it. So oh, cap space is only going up every year. Um, also, I'm looking at this. They're paying Wesley Matthews half a million dollars. Playing West Matthews half a million dollars to play like 35 games, 30 games. Though. True, but that's yeah. Pro- I, I think that's possibly keeping them. West right Matthews. Well, West Matthews absolutely signed with the Pacers because like I can get I can get minutes here and look really good for my uh, contract next year. He's actually a guy I didn't include on my list because he's a little older. He's older. Yeah, and I think he is going to get. I think we'll he's. Get a I think he's year look, contract well, maybe? I think he's looking. at He's like, this is my last time. To, I, this is my probably my last NBA long, deal. I'll long ever term, sign long term deal. Yeah. Right. Um. So I didn't include him because um. Yo, Miles Turner's contract is up. Oh, it's up this offseason? Yeah, he's yeah, they're up. Gonna, they're going to have to pay him. And what? Bogdanovich might be guy they walk. He getting paid three point four million? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, he probably gets what paid twenty million in the offseason. Uh yeah. I, I wouldn't pay him more. I mean he's good, but like I think he's still some developing needs to do. What I think fuck? he needs to I think I think he's no more than a twenty million player a year, All right. to be honest. Um my next guy this this is a guy who um is having the best year of his career in many years. Not the best year ever, for obvious reasons. But a guy who's having a breakout year. You got some injury worries with him. That's uh, for, uh, for obvious reasons when I uh, say his name. But he's having an absolute career year, and I think a lot of people would pay him a lot to be um, a restricted minutes point guard, and that is Derrick Rose. D. Rose. Derrick Rose is a free agent next year. Derrick Rose is having probably the best season he's had since his MVP season, right? And Is making 1.5 mil yeah. right now. So Derrick, Derrick Rose, um, three-year, $45 million. Is the contract I'm throwing out for him. 15, 15 million a year. It's not that he's not worth it. I just think that teams know the history and aren't yeah. about to give that much money to a guy who's been injured the majority of his career. Uh, about to give that much money to the only NBA player I've ever known to have a no-call, no-show like he works for a fucking Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I, he just I didn't think, show up to a Knicks game. So he was in a bad headspace. Oh, when he was and I think the Knicks are about the especially if you're a guy with a headspace issue. The Knicks are about the worst team you can play for. Also, didn't help. Like Phil Jackson was he, he's playing circus when yeah, he was there, but that's playing two point three two point three million right now. That's his contract. This is it. Like you said, one year free agent. Um, if you give him. Anywhere from zero to ten million, I th- I'd say that's fair with his risks and his liabilities, but also like a blow up. I think he's a bargain player if you yeah. sign him for anywhere from zero to ten. If you go for longer, you're running the risk. But I would go up to uh, a three year, thirty million dollar contract you do for thirty, him. not forty five. No, okay. I do thirty, not forty five. I honestly, I I don't know if I'd pay him more. Than I could, five. I I I could, I could see, I could see a team. I could see him. I don't but, know if he's worth it, but I could see a team giving him a three or forty-five, and especially if they don't get Morant, I could totally see the Suns doing it. No, definitely. Here's the thing. Here, here's his contract right here. If you're not doing this contract, you're an idiot. Three year, thirty million, and you have a number. You have like a games played clause in it where you have to play a certain number of games, or else you lose out on fuck it, or five or, to ten million. Or, or or how, how about this? How about this? Uh, three year, forty-five million. With a team option on the last year. 
So that way it's a two-year risk. But then you're still paying That's 30 million so much for two years. two years. Yeah, but my, I, 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 I don't think you're paying him 20 million for two years. Put it 30 million with last year team option. Like, I, I can't I can't pay Derek Rose second year more player than 10 option just to incentivize it for him. Okay. I, I can't I can't give Derek Rose more than 10 million a year. He's okay. been injured too much. All right, that's why I gave him 10 million. Um, here's a guy who I think got overpaid on his last contract, but the market dictates, especially if he has a great end of the year. Because um, his stats look good, I, I, there's just a lot of things that worry me about him, and that's Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes yes. is still young enough that he's got probably one more good contract in him, right? And so Harrison Barnes, let's say he's making 24 million a year yeah, right now. So he's already being overpaid. Uh, he still has another year on his contract. He's no, he's a player option. Oh, well, he has a player option, but he's going to get paid 25 million next year, and I don't think. So he could test the waters, but then his company honestly can, he's, uh, he's on a fun Kings team. The Kings, yeah, well, not stay. Yeah, I would he's definitely stay. He's on a fun ass Kings, Kings team. They're twenty. So let let me try to get this straight. So he's got a player option. Yes. So he's gonna go out. He's like, hey, what does he have? Does he have to decide? Before? So yes, if you're taking your player option, you have to take it. You can't. You can't say you can. There's there's always backroom talk. Yeah, you're able to go back to the, you, the Kings if yes. he says, I'm going to take If you take the player option, option and go back to the Kings, but then the Kings get to dictate what they pay you. At the oh. point you take your player option, you, you forego forfeit your... that contract. Oh. In that case, I would do that. As Harrison Barnes, and I would have some back-channel talks with the yeah, Kings. Yeah, I would stay hey, with the Kings if I were him. But... I would say, hey, guys, I'm going to see what I'm worth out here, and if I end up going back, if I don't get any like good offers, I'll go back to you for a lesser amount. Then they can go out and sign maybe some other players if they want to do that. They have, they have a little, I mean, they but that's, still that's have been like, incredibly uh, selfless, selfless yeah. for Harrison Barnes. And I, I mean, they, they've got I, a lot of money. I, 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 There's only two I players. Like you, but I like getting paid. Yeah, make your money while you can. I guess yeah, uh, when, especially when you're in a career that almost no one makes any money at past 35. Yeah. Right? Yeah, unless you're Chris Paul. Yeah, no, no. Or John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, when you think about the percentage of NBA players <laughs> who make any real money past 35, it's it's negligible. Yeah. Right? And I don't think Harrison Barnes is one of those players. I think Harrison Barnes, he might still be in the league at 35, but he's not getting a $20 million contract at 35. That's for fucking sure. No. No, that's fair. No, no but, but, he's still, but he's, the important he's thing is he's getting a $20 million contract <laughs> now. He's... You know how he old can he retire is? now and be no. done. How old do you think he is? Uh, 31. No, I don't think he's in his 30s yet. 26. What? He's 26. Yeah, dude. He's 26? Yeah, he was a rookie when he was at Golden State. Oh, that changed. He's young as shit. Okay. Right? So, right? Yeah, so he, he might test the free agency water. He's yeah. got a he's got he's got six good years. I don't think left. he has a good op- I don't think there's a good time for him to check the No, that, in that case if I'm him I'm waiting on 27. Resign with the gang. Take your yeah. 25. Take your 25 and, re- and 27 you can still get a great contract. Yeah. So, um Chris right. Paul showed us that. So, <laughs> uh, while, while we're talking about Kings players, um Willie Cauley-Stein. Ooh, that's an interesting one. He is a very DeMarcus Cousins-esque potential player. Who just doesn't making making a making a shade under five million right now? Mm-hmm. So will I, think you can, I can you can I think you can double his contract, give him about ten. But and he hasn't been dominant. He's certainly improved every year. Well, here's he's not a dominant center. He's, he's, having, he's, he's having he's having the best year of his career right now. Yeah, he's, he's improving upward, every year. He's on an upward trend. I think if you're a team who needs a center, you might take a flyer on him and give him like a two year thirty million. 
right? I think uh, I think it's a little much. He's. I don't think he had interesting. So he has a qualifying offer next year for six mil. Um, so a team could match that, or he could take, or a, a team could offer him more, or he could, you know, take that for the Kings. So he still has one more, one more year on the Kings. Is it another player option? It's not a player option. It's a club option exercised. So the team option was exercised in 2018. Yeah, so he's a free agent. If the, if the teams exercise the team option, he's a free agent. Okay, so he has a qualifying offer though of six point two million. So what does that mean? Uh, if they hadn't, if they uh, the contract he's on, if they hadn't taken the team option, then that's what he'd make next year. But they took it. Took it. So if, they, if, if it's saying, uh, that, that's why it's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, now. I'm he's a free agent next year. Okay. Well, see how many good centers are out there that they could sign that are better than him. Uh. I, I, I think when you I think, think with what, I think when you think about their team plan, it's not even about good or better. I think it's about different chemistry. play style. It's 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 different play style. He plays too slow and he doesn't shoot. Uh, I don't know if he plays too slow. I mean, he gets up and down the court pretty damn fast with Fox on the fast break. Yeah, yeah. You're really not looking. For All right, fine, but he he can't shoot. They decided to go against him. That's not the direction they're going as a team. So. If you if next year a team who needs a center pays him half the centers in the league can't shoot though two years right. yeah twelve point four points per game eight point four rebounds two point five assists on how many minutes on 20, 28 minutes per game yeah and his his uh they I think they want he wants it because they believe Bagley's the future yeah but Bagley's not a center uh he can he he, he can play a defensively he, not a damn chance. Maybe he could PF. Uh, yeah. And then that's what they have him at. They have Bagley and Harry Giles are their, are their power forwards, and they also have uh, Bielitsa. Yeah. Um, so if they're going to play this small ball, run and gun, shoot it, I think he could be a small ball five. Um, Colley Stein is going to get a little bit overpaid. Yeah. If, if, we're, if we're talking who's going to get overpaid, he's going to get overpaid by I, the Kings get, because I, they like him in their system because they work. You think if they if the Kings are going to take him, why'd they exercise their team option? Well, doesn't that mean that they want him? No, exercising the team option means that he's a free agent next year. So that, oh, okay, okay. Well, then who are they going to go for? I, maybe they'll try. I wouldn't, they won't have a true center then. Yeah. That's so the way I don't believe it's going. I don't know. Um, true centers are, I don't want to say a dime a dozen, but like you, there are a lot of true centers out there. But okay, maybe not a true center, but they're they have they're, they're cap space. They're gonna get they're gonna space. get yeah. eaten up by everybody with a decent Do center. The Kings even looked at Demarcus Cousins. Why has nobody talked about that? He could go back to Sacktown, man. He could go back. I honestly, if I'm the Kings, I don't think you want him. No, he's toxic. You've got a great yeah. batch of young guys who all play really well together. Yeah. Why the hell yeah, would you no, want? No, that was a joke. A that was a joke. I was thinking guy. about it though. I didn't even think about his uh, his court leadership. It's well, also the, uh, he what hates a, the team. He hates the front office of Sacramento. He loves Sacramento. He, he loves the the city. He yeah, loves the he fans. He loves the, the people. Office. He will not play for the front office again. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um. So, you got any more? But, all right, no, uh, I got plenty more. But Willie Colley, Willie Colley Stein, do you think uh, two year thirty million is overpaid? Yes. Yeah. 
I think I think you can double his contract. Yeah. So give him I'd, about give him, I'd give him about two year twenty five. Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Two year twenty five. Okay. Two year twenty five on a bad team. Yep. All right. Um. Here's the next guy. All um, these are. Here's the next guy coming out of the Pacers who um is having a uh, very respectable year. No, he's not free agent. Um, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young's having a very respectable year. He's old though. Yeah, he is. That's why I think he can get on a short deal. I think Thaddeus Young would be a great. Uh, I think Thaddeus Young would be a great fit on the Lakers, especially if they are trying to do thirteen million. Year. He's the second highest paid player on the Pacers. Yeah, uh, and I think behind Oladipo. Yeah, um, but what if what if Thaddeus Young? What if a team were to offer him uh, one year, eighteen mil? He'd probably take it because the well, Pacers he, aren't going to offer him. I know he'd take it. I'm saying is he the, overpaid. The Pacers aren't going to offer him it because yeah. they're going to give the money to Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah. so that, that is young. One year, $18 million. Is that an overpay? Yeah. At uh, uh, 30 years old, he'll be 31 next season. I mean, think about that. That's a Trevor Reason contract. I would give him – I'd give him up to 18. Yeah, I, I think one year, 18 is the number I came up with. That, that seems – or – uh, how about this? How about two year thirty one? Fifteen and a half to two years though. And you gotta because he's old, you gotta give him less money the longer you keep him, right? Player option after the first or no, sorry, sorry, team option after the first year. If you do the team option, I think you gotta do um two year thirty six. Gotta give him the eighteen mil like you're going to, but then be able to walk. That's fair. Okay. Um alright. Uh Here's a guy that I think if I think there's a good chance he gets overpaid, and I think there's a good chance he gets overpaid by the team he's currently on. Terry Rozier. Scary Terry. It's all about where yeah. Kyrie Irving if goes. Kyrie leaves, I think the Celtics' hand is sort of forced where they can't lose them both. But also mm-hmm. big time Yeah. Mm. And so if if Kyrie leaves, now you have all this cap space, I could easily see him pulling in four year eighty mil. He's making three year three, three mil, mil right now. Yeah. I can and they took, oh, shit, they took his, uh... Well, be, well because uh, they did that Club when they... exercise. Yeah, they did that when they paid Marcus Smart because they knew Kyrie was coming back. But if Kyrie's not coming back... Or, hell, Kyrie comes back and another team pays him. A team needs a point guard. The Suns... I can see the Suns paying him three or 60 mil. How old is Terry? Uh, he's young. 24. Yeah, 24. Because uh, you, you can't run on Marcus Smart being a point guard. Oh, God, you, you need someone to go to shoot the damn ball and make shots. Whoa, Marcus Smart. You say shoot. that all the fucking time, but Marcus Smart's one of the best three-point shooters in the East. He's Coast. a great D&3 guy. Marcus Smart is shooting 38% this year. <laughs> I, I, I've said, uh, the la- the, I, I think you just hate him. No, the, 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 second, the last time we had this argument, he literally missed his next five three-point shots. That's yeah, but not nice. <laughs> Thirty-eight uh, percent, dude. I'm sorry. That's and it's not like he takes a lot of wide open ones either. He's thirty-five percent. All right, so he's gone down. No, no, he's thirty. Sorry, he's thirty-eight percent since um, 2019. He started off cold this year. That's fair. Still, I mean, I, I've seen uh, I've seen too he's many also, I've seen too many Boston Celtics playoff games where Smart takes an open three in a close game. And how old is he? He's young. He's young. He's I'm guessing twenty-six. Twenty-four. Still, you how old is he? Oh, I don't know. I don't Sorry, that was a guess. <laughs> no, he's he's older than twenty four because he played multiple years at Oklahoma State. He got out of there about the time he assaulted a fan. <laughs> that that's well, when he left. Hey, Oklahoma hey, State. he's twenty four. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Mark Marcus Smart 
Also, as for as polarizing as he is, I think he's one of the best defensive guards in this league. Got a great contract for him, too. Yeah. I think he's a perfect, perfect. Oh, he just got a huge contract, but we're not talking about Marcus. I I, I, I wouldn't say huge. He's making 11 and 12 and 12, basically 13 and then 14. For an off-the-bench shooting guard. He's a starter. He's a starter now, but not when he signed that contract. Um, All right. Well, so I'm starting because Gordon Hayward was hurt. All right, Gordon Hayward sucks right now. Yeah, he ain't worth he ain't worth thirty. All right, million. side note: I have a coworker who is a big Celtics fan, and he was going <clears> on <throat> and on about how um, he hates that uh, Brad Stevens just paid Gordon Hayward because he went uh, because he went to Butler and that Gordon Hayward sucks. And I had to stop and I was like, "Listen, Gordon Hayward got a lot of money in don't, Utah, but don't well, he got a lot of money when it came to Boston, but don't discount how good he was when they signed him." You're overlooking the fact that his leg snapped in half. Yeah. Like, it just went. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Oh, no. He, he was an all-star oh, in the no. West. no. Yeah. He's on a second of four-year contract. Yeah, he's going to make $32 million and then $34 million the next year. He's got a huge contract. Yeah. At but the time, it was worth it because you were it, looking it, to make it, a run at the it championship. It looked like such a smart deal at the time. Hey, hey, hey! You could still. It may take. Yeah. Honestly, the thing about Gordon Hayward when he went to when he was at Utah the first couple of years, he was pretty slow going. Yeah. Pretty slow going. It takes him a, t- a little bit of time to get comfortable. I think it's a confidence issue. Confidence is key. Because every time, every every because he's an outstandingly white player, not like I. That's got it. Listen, I'm an outstandingly white guy, and I would in the league. I'd be <laughs> about that. <laughs> I just, every time he jumps, the only thing he's thinking of is, yeah. is landing and yeah. his like snapping. Right That's the right only point. thing he's thinking about when he jumps. Although they did successfully run the play that did snap his leg mm-hmm. uh, recently in, the, in this past year. Yeah. And he's had good streaks of, of uh, doing he's well. He's had a couple good games, but he's just not been consistent. Obviously, he's not uh, what he was, but did anyone expect him to be? No. So ter- maybe this late. Terror is here. Three or 60 million is that number pack. A little bit, but it's what he's going to get no matter where he okay. goes. At the Suns, no. Okay. Yes. Um, at the Celtics, yes. If Kyrie leaves, yes. Still yes, because because eventually you're going to have to pay Jalen Brown and you're going to have to pay Jason Tatum. Okay. And you still have Al Horford's big contract and Gordon Hayward's okay. big contract. So. All right. Um, and Danny Ainge don't play shit with his point guard. Speak- he's like, all right, you want to get paid? Fuck off. Speaking of the Suns, Kelly Oubre is a free agent next year. Billy Uber. You gotta sign him. He's gonna be overpaid. You gotta sign. Yeah. He's gonna get overpaid. He got fuck. Yeah. So uh, the contract I'm just throwing off the top of my head for Kelly Oubre. How about a five-year, eighty-five million-dollar contract? I don't know if someone's gonna sign him for five years. He's young. Yeah, but still, I did. five-year, eighty-five million. That's roughly sixteen. He's making three million now. Seventeen. He's still on his rookie deal. Uh, 17 mil a year for five years. By age 23, I, he'll be 28. That's and then he's going to get one. He's going to get one even more when he's 28 if he goes yeah, and they if, continue projecting. If he keeps above. on doing it, I think it's over. But, also, right but also, if he continues on this projection, 17, up, 17 million a year is a bargain if he continues on this projection, and you have him till 28. Fine, we'll do it. No, do it. Yeah, fuck it. Hit the button. Five year, five year, 85 million. Yeah. Five years. Sorry, did I say 85 or 80? 85. 85. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it. Okay. You know, because he's, he's, he's shining in Phoenix, and I think that's what he needed. Uh, it's not hard. 
Booker's out every other game and no one else can score. That's true. That's true. But still. All right. I, I got one. How about – this is my last one. There's a guy who I – I won't say I hadn't heard of, but a guy who I hadn't even thought twice about at the beginning of this season. What do we got? Thomas Sadoransky. Well, Thomas Sadoransky has been playing super well in John Wall's absence. Plus, John Wall's gone. you got to have a point guard, right? Uh, so, Thomas Sadoransky, Thomas let's say he gets – if someone Google for me because um, before I commit, I want to know how old he is. How old is Thomas Sadoransky? S-A-T-A-N. Is it T-H-O-M-A-N? He's 27. He's 27? Mm-hmm. So if he's 27, if Thomas Sadoransky gets four-year 50 million. Uh, too much for the Wizards with John Wall. He's 27. Or fuck it, fuck it. John Wall is... Injured. They just exercised the team option on him. Yeah, they did that before John Wall got injured. Yeah. All right, so how about so how about this? How about this? Uh, the Wizards re-sign him for one-year 19 million. That gets you back to John Wall. And the Wizards are deep in luxury tanks, too. Deep, but they'll never tank. Never tank. Never tank. They can't. No. Can't do it. Can't do that? You get, Honestly, here's the thing with the, for the Wizards, and it's going to suck. If you don't plan on keeping Ariza, you can You got it. Because Ariza's eaten up. But they you. like Ariza. And Ariza's a free agent next year, so Ariza might come back and sign for God, five. And they've got Jabari Parker's terrible contract. You Honestly, here's the thing. Here's, God, why do they eat that? If you're the Wizards, you just gotta you just gotta accept it. You're gonna be the Suns or the Nets, like the not this year Nets, yeah. a couple pe- years yeah. past Nets for a while. You gotta accept that you need to just start stockpiling draft picks. Yeah. You need to save up. That's that starts that sounds with, like tanking. That's no, but they're not. No, 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 that's <laughs> not tanking. That, you're that'll, still gonna try to win. That'll, you're still gonna lose. That all starts. You gotta shit be a lot for. At least a, a high first rounder. If you're, that's what you're going to do. Beal's the first one that's got to go because he's the only person on that team because no one's going to take John here's, Wall's contract. Here's the thing is, what do you do? They can't rebuild because what are you doing rebuilding when you have a guy making $45 million a year they're looking, for the next four or five years? They're you, looking, you cannot rebuild. Honestly, you cannot rebuild. Honestly, if I'm ever feeling down, if I'm ever feeling bad, you guys want to know what I do? I'll, pull, I'll look up John Wall's contract. Oh my god, let's do it right now. <laughs> I think I think the Sixers need to look at a rebuild five years from now after John Wall's contract. So because they're unless they can You mean the Wizards? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. The Wizards have to look five years past after John Wall's contract. Right. Because unless they can somehow pull a third all-star with John Wall and uh Bradley Beal, which means <laughs> oh, getting rid of oh, all yeah. their depth. Oh, so, so they're, they're not so gonna be good. Sadaransky doesn't make his one year deal with the Wizards. Sadaransky elsewhere. Three year, fifty million. Does someone pay him elsewhere if he leaves the Wizards? I think the Wizards are going to have to pay him to keep him because of the John Wall situation. But I, if, if we're saying they're not going to do that, then he leaves three year, fifty million. I wouldn't pay him three year, fifty million. That's what sixteen and a half a year ish. He's good, but I would be grudgingly. I, I, I would be grudgingly I'd pay, 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 pay Rozier twenty million. I'd rather pay, pay him three year, ten million. You mean thir- three or thirty million? I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, no, I, no, get him, get him for three million a year. Get him for three million. <laughs> that's what he's on. He'll, he'll take it. That's that's I just don't understand why every team doesn't just pay their players one million a year. It just seems, <laughs> it just seems like the easiest option. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would take the uh, the Terry Rozier contract before I would take that contract. Okay, but only one team can get the Terry Rozier contract. 
Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. If <laughs> There's I'm, a lot of teams out there. I have to say, at least 29 saying, teams if, without Terry Rozier. If I'm a GM and I'm looking at that and I have the option, I'm All right, taking fine, fine. You get you, you don't want Sar- you don't want Sadaransky that bad. You get into a bidding war, right? <laughs> One dollar, Bob. Yeah. So you get into this bidding war and you really want Terry Rozier. How high do you go on him? Twenty-five a year? No. God, no. I mean, son's money. people will. People the son's will. money. <laughs> Man's going to get paid. Yeah. He's going to get paid. If, do, do, if, you, if you don't want him that bad, do you pay him $25 mil a year? Ooh, what about the Magic? Magic need a point guard. Magic, Magic need a point guard. guard. No, no, they have Markel full, so they got a point guard. Well, also, they need a young point guard because they... I mean, 40 years old. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot about Markel. Me too. Good sign, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I think they got him for a steal on his contract. He's still on his rookie one. Who, Markel? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's still making like, like seven two million. years. Yeah, he's like seven, eight million. Okay, yeah. Because he was the first overall pick. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, but that, so, that's still another chapter. And so, his... teams who need a point guard right now. Suns, Knicks if the Kyrie thing fucks up. Um, who else needs a point guard? Um, Magic. Ma- Ma- Magic and Markel. Uh, you could argue the Heat. Yeah. Argue. But the, here's the thing is the Heat are already stretched so thin. Yeah, they are they, they, I don't know what something. they did with all their money. They, they have to unload Hassan if that's what they want to do. Let's pull up the Heat. Um, uh, the Spurs could use a point guard. Yeah. Uh, well, what's Lonnie Walker? He hasn't played yet this season. He's a shooting, shooting guard. guard. Spurs could use a point guard. Either two or small ball three. Yeah. I'm for Brian Forbes has been playing well, but Spurs. Well, I mean, DeHonte Murray is. He, he, that's true. Year. He's injured. Um, yeah. The Mavs could use a point guard. Yeah. The Pistons could use a point guard. Yeah. Um, um, you could argue the Nets. Well, it, well, the Nets. Let's. Well, it depends if they pay D'Angelo Russell or not. Oh my God! The um, Heat need a point guard like it's nobody's fucking business. Yeah. They've got center, power forward, one Gordon Dragic at thirty-two. Um, uh, oh, Pacers need a point guard. Um, Pacers need a point guard. Just call some dolls, fuck. And yeah. then just a bunch and of shooting guards next year. But and they have they have Aaron they have Aaron Holiday who's a oh, rookie, shit. but you know, they got Dion Waiters. Yeah, yeah, but he just just got back from injury. Twenty six, though. He's twenty. You also need two point guards. Yeah, because Dragic is a shooting guard. He's Dragic is old <laughs> and hurt. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Yeah. No, I I I'd say there's probably about ten teams in the league who realistically need a point guard. Maybe more. You you could. There's someone where you look at it's like, eh, like the magic. Yeah. You probably would go for a Yeah. All right. Um. I think was that that leads to the end of free agency. Oh, Pistons. Sorry. Yeah, I said Pistons. Okay. Does is, Jack, is, is, is there any other one that anyone wants to talk about that I missed? There's gonna be some higher tier free agents. That well, we yeah. Can the, talk the, about. These these are specifically the ones who are good players who might get overpaid because there's a lot is, of players uh, that we've already discussed. Yeah. Is um, Markeith Morris, the founder of the Thunder, just got him in a trade, or did they? No, they signed him off the waivers. Did he get a one year? He could be one of those players. Let me, let me see what his. Uh, he's yeah, a little older, but not that. Old. I think the he's other. Just, I think Marcus is. I think Marcus Morris is better. Uh, I think Mark. I think Dunning Rock. I'm, we got, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think Marcus Morris is a much one better year, system. One year, one year, half a mil. One year, half a mil. So you know, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Marcus so, Morris. Plays great off the bench for the Celtics. Oh. Always seems like he's in a clutch three at the end yeah. of the game. All right. Uh, same Celtics fan um, uh, co-worker today. Another thing he said was, 
What's Marcus Morris taking these shots at the end of the game? He hits them. That's what I was telling him. Fuck you saying. I was like, he, he is one of the highest clutch percentages. It's because they leave him. When he gets on that right wing, they leave yeah. him wide open. Yeah. He hits it every time. He's, he's a fantastic really? shooter. He's pretty damn good. All right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, Ooh, he's probably. He's, out, he's a free agent next year. Morris? Both, yeah. both, both Morris? The Morris twins are free agents? They are. All right, let's do the Morris twins real quick. So, Marcus. Marcus, um, let's he's making five point three right now. Yeah, let's say Marcus Morris. Oh shit, he's um, on his rookie contract. Would you, Marcus make... Morris, is on his rookie? Co- he's been in legal while because oh. they were both on the Suns for a couple years. Oh, you're right, seven year. No, sorry. You're so, right, you're right. so Mar- Marcus Morris, could he get a three year sixty five? No. So Marcus, not Marcus. I know. Okay. Why? Why couldn't he? You wouldn't pay. Oh, well, you see, with all I the cap space going up, that's, that's twenty two million a year ish. Just, just short of twenty-two. I think he could. Okay. I think depends he could. on the team, obviously. It obviously um, depends on the team, but I think that if the the, the team is desperate enough, they would definitely sign okay. him for twenty-two. The Celtics don't have the money to do that, obviously. No, they couldn't do it. Now, Marquise, but, the, but the Celtics. Marquise, need, is, Marquise doesn't have three a year forty-five. No, uh, Marquise three doesn't year, have three year thirty-five. Nope. Marquise doesn't have the range that Marcus does. Doesn't matter about the range. Doesn't matter about the players in general. He's making half a mil right now. He'll take. He's making half a mil right now because he signed a waiver wire contract. What was the contract before that? Because that's what you got to go off of. He's making a half a million because he's playing 30-ish games. And he also took a shit contract because he wanted to go to a team that would put him in a spot where people could look at him and he could do well. Oh, I can't look at his previous contract. Yeah. But um, regardless, uh, Marky Morris, uh, three or 35. Markeith. Markeith, who was a starter... A long time in the at the Wizards. Yeah, that doesn't say much. <laughs> I think three or thirty-five. I would pay that. I would do it. I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, do I'd, it. Do it. Pay the man. Three years, forty. He's wow. He's twenty-nine. Three years, forty. No. Uh, I retract my offer. I'm gonna go back to three as years. High as I go with high as I go, three years, thirty. Three years at the sec after the second year, team option. Give him. Uh, 33. Guys, is this what just the next management room looks like? This is it, dude. dude. We're basically year. We should buy the Knicks. We should buy the Knicks. Funny enough, they're the most expensive team. Hell yeah. Because they own own Madison Square Garden. Madison Madison Square Garden alone is probably worth worth more than than the Suns. (laughs) Because the Suns don't own their arena. Gotta. Yeah, they're trying to get a new one. Yeah, the city owns. The city owns it. They just approved funding for it. Yeah. No, really? I think, yeah, I think they're building a new stadium. Uh, what, Which what, means that they're not going to be the team moving what, to Seattle. What, what, what was her name? Gladys? Gladys is just furious right now. That old it's, woman who... Yeah, she's yeah. like, ah, we do not want to pay for this. No, I'm with it. And don't get me wrong. You're uh, a terrible team. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, not, not in this sport, but I follow a team who uh, fleeced my city for... Uh, Arena um, rebuild, and I don't think City should do that. What was it? Browns. Mm. First energy zone by the City of Cleveland, and the Browns fleeced them. And basically said, we'll leave. And I, 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 it's my fault. The Browns fans have been left before, left before, and if the Browns were to leave, I'd be so mad at the City. But also, I want to take a stand on principle, but it... Yeah, it's had him in a rock and a hard yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to do it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who built the Bucks new arena, but like, the fact that they they built that right as there's a shit ton of hype around the Bucks, mm-hmm. like prime, like you've got MVP, 
Uh-huh. Possible. You got a bunch of young talent. You're number one in the East. That's a perfect time to build that arena. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. they nailed it, and it is a nice arena. All right. I think this brings us to our fourth thing. Where we, I have four teams I want to talk about. Um, let's start. Let's start with the big one. The Lakers, guys. The, the Lakers, according to Vegas, have down. Du- the Lakers have double the odds to get a top three pick than they do to make the playoffs. Vegas gives them a six percent chance to uh, to get a top three pick and a three percent chance to make the playoffs. I think that's fucking disrespectful to only give them a three percent chance. I give them at least a ten. I would get yikes. I don't know. That's because they okay. So they lost two of the past they, three. They needed to win at that past three. They needed to win. They are three currently three ba- three games back of the eight seed. They've not got. They do not have an easy schedule coming up. So they have, they have a top four hardest schedule. Yeah. Ooh. So they just they beat Houston. Well, they lost to Atlanta, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" They beat Houston. Okay, maybe things are back on track. You lose to an Anthony Davis less New Orleans. You lose to Memphis. You beat. Uh, Pelicans Davis. Davis, and guess who they have to play tomorrow? Golden the Bucks. The Bucks. After that, you got to eat Phoenix, winnable. L.A. That's a must-win because they're uh, ahead of you. Then you got to play Denver, Boston, Chicago. Okay, okay, okay. So Denver, let's let's take a second on Denver. Denver is going to be one of the toughest teams for them to beat, but I think they are one of the most beatable teams if you get in their head. Sure, they are an excellent team when they are on their shit. Is it at Denver? You, no, it's home. That's bad. You, you have, you have home, back-to-back home games, Denver than Boston. Okay. And then, okay, so Boston has been on a four-game losing streak. Yeah, they're struggling. Then you play at Chicago, at Toronto. That's a tough game. At Pistons, you got to win that. You have to beat at the Knicks. You have to play at Milwaukee. Okay, Knicks, not that difficult. Let's um, be real here. So, yeah, but neither uh, should have been the Grizzlies. So Okay, no, 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 the Grizzlies, you can't discount as much as you want to discount them. They are a respectable team. So here, here's one underrated factor of the Knicks. Um, if you were playing the Knicks, that means you fly there a day or two before, right? So you think they're going to get too crazy and, and then, rowdy? And then you have all these young players alone in New York. That's a super underrated home team uh, home team advantage for the Knicks. I just think there's a lot of toss-up games and, like, the Denver game, the Boston game, I feel like those are must-wins because you look at their last like week and a half, it goes Oklahoma City, Golden State, LA, Utah, and Portland. You're winning, hopefully, two, maybe three of those games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you. I, I, I think every loss to these bad teams, like the Hawks, the Grizzlies, yeah. the Pelicans, it's, it's, a, it's taking a, a deeper so hole. LeBron's come out and well, said... can't just get teeth. Yeah, he was like fighting with uh, Miles Turner. He's got a bloody lip. Is that from that? So look, he goes. We're watching the uh, Timberwolves. Um, oh, it wasn't Miles Turner. It's their yeah, other it's guy. Thaddeus. Um, Thaddeus Young was the guy down below. Pacers. That's who it is. Look at this. He tries to get in front of him, and he's like, Argh. "Yeah, okay, that's fine." I mean, like, definitely. He tried to make it look unintentional, but that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty bad. No, but so LeBron's come out and said, "You can't be distracted," and then. I think he's real fucking hypocrite. Yeah, I'm wearing a LeBron James. To, have, I'm wearing a LeBron James listen, jersey right you now. You have to listen to the full interview, though. You can't just take the one expert about it because it it, it comes out. It turns sure out differently. The man is talking about distractions, and 
Meanwhile, taking load management, he's 34 years old. I understand taking load management, but you can't be up the night before helping two chains to produce his next album and then take the next day off as load management. That's just bad taste. No, no, that, that right there makes me mad. And then, and then, so a lot of people are dogging on him for his defense against the Grizzlies and against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. The Grizzlies defense, I not necessarily as bad because if you really look at it, his defense, it looks more like a zone. Um, it, but it looks like he's the only player in the zone. I know. It looks it like does. everyone else is playing, man. But it doesn't look like anybody else. Every, Dude, it's anybody a else box really, and one, okay? Anybody else is three, like threatening box and one. the back. Man and one. Yeah. So, no, so if there's one thing I'll give LeBron credit for because, um, you know, LeBron. But um, <laughs> since, since he got put on blast by every sports commentator for his uh, defense, um, who did they play uh, last night? Was Pels. it the Pels? Pelicans. Yeah. The, he, his defense looked great in that game. And I think – I, I think if he's smart, he's just going to give everything he can for the rest of the season. Like, I don't, it's a lead-by-example thing, especially with these young guys. And so I think he needs to be playing the tightest defense anyone on the team. I think even if his offensive stuff, offense suffers, I think you have enough offensive guys that you can That's play a, tight oh. defense and let Kuzma and Ingram pick up some slack on the – which also let's talk about Ingram. Is, is averaging 27.3 points in the last three games. He's playing so well. Pick him in fantasy. I know. I know. I <laughs> dropped him in fantasy. Yeah. Um, I drafted him initially. <laughs> but uh, And he it, sucked. Ingram is really picking up the slack. And I think what he needs to be doing is leading by example, playing tight defense, getting all the other young guys to play tight defense with him. And I don't... And then just win the game if it's close at the end. Yeah. And I think, I think they're going to do best if LeBron, over the rest of the season, averages 21 points... 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Reverse that. Not not 6 rebounds, but like give him 8 give him like 7 to 10 rebounds and give him 14 assists. Well, well so, I, I know so that I know that Ingram does a lot of stuff off the bounce as opposed to assisting. I think the assisting's probably more going to Kuzma, to mm-hmm. Lobs to McGee, out to KCP to your oh. shooters cuz you don't really assist Brandon Ingram. And and furthermore, I think if he's playing tight defense, the rebounds will come. That's fair. Yeah, he, he's a big dude. He'll get him. Yeah. Um, honestly, LeBron is one of the hardest players to to try to define without like being the center well, here's of the attention. He, he, he can do anything, but he can't do everything. Well... Not anymore. Yeah. I, I, and so he needs the, to... The Lakers are a frustrating West. franchise because they are four and... Oh, I guess they're... Are they four and nine in the past... Uh, Thirteen games for Lonzo. Four and six within the last ten. Well, without so Lonzo, we Lonzo's getting back because I think Lonzo. He's being reevaluated today. Okay. Um, which, which who knows what that means anymore? I mean, reevaluated means like they were right. going to say he wasn't going to play again, but now they're like, well, maybe he will. All right. So uh, Paul Pierce came out with a real hot take. Paul Pierce on national television came out and said, "You should really." Be not resting LeBron, but taking it easy on LeBron and just scrapping this year. That's and yeah. They, ESPN came out and said, "Should LeBron sit the rest of the season?" Yeah, and um, here, here's the thing: is no, essentially, the, the, no. I'm not even gonna let you get a chance to no, answer that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing, and I think it might be a legitimate strategy. If the Clippers weren't in the position they're in, because if the Clippers make the playoffs and they don't, and they have that max cap spot, 
and they have that great argument to all of them is like, listen, our team made the playoffs without you. What could we do with you to any free agent? And to, I think they're they're gunning for Kawhi more than anyone else yeah. too. And if you so. get Kawhi, Kawhi and Clay maybe, Kawhi and Kemba maybe, <laughs> Kawhi and no, uh, Kawhi and Kevin. Yeah, fuck it. Kawhi and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie probably go to LA. It's uh, it's frustrating because you you're it's so split how the Lakers season could go. Honestly, I say it's frustrating because I want LeBron to succeed. I want him to be one of the one. I want him to get the justice he deserves as being one of the greatest players mm-hmm. ever. A lot of people still think that he's a poser ass bitch. Fuck it, whatever. He doesn't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I just think he's got, that he's got nothing left to prove. He's not himself. Nothing left to prove, but you still want to get the dub, man. Yeah. You still yeah. want to survive. No, I, I I want him to make the playoffs every year of his rookie year's career. I think that'd just be big. He he took a lot of heat. Took a lot of heat after that loss to the Grizzlies. Uh, people were like, really pretty harsh. He's like, he's a piece of shit. He doesn't. He, he isn't even well, part good. Of, well, part of it, he, he plays for a team with one of the most toxic fan bases in the league. That's fair. The Lakers fans are fucking worse. Talking to you, Ryan Mason. <laughs> yeah, if you're not winning, then they're fuck. You ain't gonna hear from. But that's that's the Lakers. Wow, so three other games to talk about. Oh uh, yeah. All well, right. Well, the I, next uh, want to go East Coast? Yeah, let's go to the East. Let's go East. What, what, what are you thinking? Surprise or disappointment? Disappointment. Disappointment. All right, Celtics. Oh, Boston. Celtics. Boston. 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 So, <laughs> so here's the thing: is Kyrie came out and said he doesn't care about standings because uh, he doesn't think anyone can beat him in seven. But right now, you'd play Philly in the first round. Philly, scary ass fucking Philly. I will Philly say this to- though: the Celtics have had Philly's number all year, all season, all year. But also, it also Philly, does get harder to beat. How often so. have Philly, they beat Philly, how, how often have they played him with Tobias Harris? Once, and it was like two games after they got him. Exactly. Yeah, I think Tobias Harris makes that team super scary. Philly <laughs> is might be my favorite team to come out of the East. The pa- yeah, the pa- Philly, the Pacers are ruining this for the Celtics right now. Uh, Phil- Philly has the second best starting lineup in the NBA. Don't have it. Philly has the best. What? The second best starting lineup in the NBA. Okay. All right. Warriors have the best. That's just that's just a fact. Fact. <laughs> but the, the the Sixers have the second best starting lineup in the NBA. Plus, they're still buyout market a little bit. They can get a little more more shooting, which would do a lot for them. So Philly, since they could have gotten Wesley Matthews. Since Tobias Harris has joined them, Embiid is averaging 25-13. And two. Embiid's also. He's at a 50% effective out. field goal ratio. ratio uh, percent. Yeah. Tobias Harris is 19, 8, and 2.5 and at a 61 efficiency field goal percentage. JJ Redick is 17, 3, and 2 at a 58% effective field goal rating. Jimmy Butler is also 17.5, 5.8, 4 assist at a 53, and Ben Simmons, 17, 5, and 6, at a 53% field goal rating. I think that, is an, um, that is remarkable. I think the only thing you have to worry about this. making everyone better around him. Yeah, I think you only have to worry about. you got to respect the space. With That's the, the problem. There's no space. you got to respect that space. Plus, he's out. That's a team that wins in transitions, and he's an outstanding transition for. The only thing that can mess that up is Jimmy Butler. Because he's but, just a wild I, I But Jimmy Butler, here's what I like about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, Jimmy, Butler Jimmy Butler's going to get the third or fourth most uh, usage on that team, right? And that's where he should be because he should be making 
big shots in big moments and not he's be great for defense. But that's not where he great wants to be. He no, wants to be the number one, he, which is why he's he hasn't worked team, anywhere. If you're on a winning team, what you want and what you get is almost you really don't care about. Yeah. If you're winning, you're like, you know what? This, this what, shit's working. What, what, winning sells everything. Winning sells everything. So Everything. Joel, if the Celtics were winning right now, would they have a single problem in their locker room? So even when the Celtics were winning, Marcus Morris came out and said, even when we're, I know we're winning, but it's not fun. Yeah. Like, it sounded like it was a drag to be on the Celtics. And then they asked that to Kyrie, and he's just like, they're like, what do you think about that? And he's like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Like, I don't care. Kyrie said, I just want the play. I just want the season to be over. Kyrie just wants to get to the playoffs. Yeah. That's what he said. I mean, maybe he's right. Maybe no one can beat him in seven games, but... So... Kyrie, interesting thing. The Celtics are 6-0 in their last game without Kyrie and 0-6 in the last games with Kyrie. They played really well without him. Well, and here's the thing is, when I watch the games, it looks like everyone else on the floor stops trying when Kyrie's on the court. Because he's going to take it. He's yeah. going to take the last shot. Everybody yeah. knows. They play much better team ball without Kyrie. Yeah, and I think maybe the playoffs will solve that. I think maybe uh, people will put their egos aside. Like I think if it's a regular season game and Kyrie's going to do everything, it's hard to be motivated. But I think the playoffs are a big motivator. I think any I think anyone on the Celtics can put away their ego for a seven game series, especially if they come out and win game one. I think they're gonna come out strong and win game one. I they, think if, they can, if they're playing, if Philly's got the home court advantage, they have to win game and one. I don't and here's the thing is I don't think that there is a team in the NBA who is a lock to beat the Celtics. Right? I think no. the Celtics can beat any team. Oh yeah. But here's the thing, it just doesn't Bode well. No. On when you're looking, when you're watching the game, and Kyrie comes over to the bench, and he's just pissed off, throwing his towel, yeah. and he's just like sits down in frustration. It, it looked like how it looked when he was on the the Cavs before he left. Yeah. It was so eerily similar to that, and you're just you got to think if they weren't in this position right now, even though they are in this position right now, they, I feel like they're gonna get upset, and then he's just gonna be like, all right, yeah, ship it out. Totally fair. See, see in New York. Yeah. But, uh, fuck it, we'll see. And, I mean, and Danny Ainge already doesn't show and he any said player any, loyalty any, to that team. He so said everyone, any player is available yeah, for trade. Everyone and everyone is anyone is disposable on the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if Kyrie isn't showing he wants to be there, they'll, pay, they'll fucking pay Terry Rozier to do it. They've so, got a bunch of young talent who played well in the playoffs last year without him, without yeah. Kyrie. So. Some people take it in stride, like Jason Tanner. He's like, honestly, I'll play for anybody. I really don't care. I think and then you I, go, speak, speaking of, we were speaking earlier about people who just are, have incredible composure from Duke. Jason Tatum's one of them. Jason Tatum's a fuck. Jason Tatum was 20 years old, and he's a professional. He is a pro. Like, just the way he handles himself, the way he – I think his game has um, regressed a little bit. And he's starting to get out of it, um, but he's young. He play like he carries himself and behaves like a pro, and he is twenty. He is twenty years old. Oh, is he twenty? Yeah, ask any Celtics fan; they'll they'll, they'll tell you. <laughs> um, Not for long. He's almost there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, next team I want to talk about, and we wrapped up on the Celtics. So yeah. Else? yeah, I'm yeah. saying they yeah they're strong. Um, all right. Um, here's a team that. I thought their season was over about a month ago, but they, here they are. They're in the East, the Indianapolis Pacers. <laughs> they are ruining. Honestly, I was really looking forward to one, two, three, four, yeah. in some order, Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, now in a freaking amazing semifinals in the Eastern you Conference. I told you. And here come the Pacers. Not, not, I, thought they, I, I told you they were better without Victor. 
They I, were. They are. They don't need him. I love Victor Oladipo, but here's the thing: he is very ball dominant, and when he's not on, the team is screwed because the chemistry's yeah. off. When he's yeah. on, you're fine. He's also a little bit of a defensive liability. It's the defense is uh, statistically better without him. Much and indeed, yeah. very much true. Um, and they're just one of those. Now they're just one of those teams where, um, like, you get some teams where yes, it's a very hard team to play, but the strategy is easy. Shut down LeBron. Yeah. Right? Shut down Kawhi. Shut. You have one player you need to focus yes. your energy on, focus on them, and then everyone else is secondary. Who do you shut down on the on the Pacers? But <laughs> right. Uh, the Pacers are seven three in their last ten games. The Pacers are holding on to that three spot. They're not giving it. I high. think I think the Pacers could fall to the four because I think the Sixers are going to have a great end of the season. But um, I really do have a lot of Yeah, they're a half game back. Of, the Sixers are a half game back of the Pacers. So it looks like they're probably going to sneak that spot. But, I mean, yeah, it's 7-3 and three in their last 10 with, let's see, uh, lost to the two losses, Mavericks and Pistons. We beat the Wizards, Pelicans, lost to the Bucks. Beat the Hornets, Cavaliers, Clippers, Lakers. You know what they're doing that the Lakers aren't doing? They're beating the teams they should beat. Yeah. And that's how they're staying at yeah. the three seed. They're beating the team. They Obviously, you lose to the Bucks. Okay. Mavericks and Pistons, you could argue, you know, you probably should win at least one of those. But, you know, you're beating the Hornets. You're beating the Cavs. You're beating the Wizards. You're beating the they Pelicans. They also have a really easy remaining season. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm a little bit disappointed, though, because, yeah, they're putting up some good games. They're putting up some good numbers in this regular season. But like Kyrie said... You get to the playoffs and it's a game to seven. So here's my here's my take on the uh, Pacers. The Pacers are a better team uh, without Oladipo against 22 teams in the league. I I think when you play those like championship caliber teams, Oladipo brings something to the table that no one else has. I think Oladipo is statistically one of the best clutch players in the league. That's important in big games like this. Oladipo also has a lot of gravity that allows anyone else to step up in these big games. Whereas Oladipo having a lot of gravity, I don't think that matters much against the Magic. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you need someone who, when it comes down to it, could go out and score a basket, and he could. You saw it in the seven-game series with the Cavs last year. Yeah. He was able to yeah. get a bucket when the Pacers needed it. Yeah. Clutch player through and through. Yeah. It's without him, I think they're going to suffer in the playoffs. Oh yeah. So I, I don't think they're making it out of the first round. No. I agree, but it's well, not going to be an easy out. But yeah. also, no, they'll, also they'll, whoever they'll gets it, it's going to have to work. They, 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 well, they might make it the first through the first game of the playoff because there's a good chance they're playing the sixth seed. All right, even if they're playing the sixth seed, I think it's going to go. If they drop to the four and have to play six. Boston, if they drop to the four and have to play Boston, that's different. But if they have to play the sixth seed. That means they're playing. Is ooh, that the Nets right the now? Nets. And then that'd be a great series, but I. The Nets, I, I think I take the Nets, but not by a lot. I think they could beat the Nets. The sixth seed are the Nets, right? Yeah, I, I think they could beat the Nets. No. I get to the Nets. Uh, the Nets, the Nets are, will beat them in seven. The Nets are young, and no one's been there before. Nets will beat them in seven. Who's been there for the Pacers? Um, Miles Turner. 
Ma- uh, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young. The um, entire team. Darren Collison. They, they literally uh, are the entire They're the, they are the <laughs> same team they were last year. All right. What if they, they added Wesley Matthews. Who's been there before. Who's been there before. And Wesley their, Ma- and their Matthews, rookie was draft Dirk pick. Dirk in 2011. Yeah. Okay. And their rookie draft pick. All right. right. That's, the, the Pacers might be the most similar team to what they were last yeah. year. So mine was an unresearched statement that I put out there. Um <laughs> Fuck it, I'm still getting to the Nets. I like the Nets. I like the Nets a lot. They're a hot team, but hot team. I they think, didn't. I think they need didn't. Would he be? Well, did they shut him down full automatically? I have no idea. Or I knew he was out for a couple months. If he's yeah. he might out, out then. It might be rough. Obviously, if you have Dinwiddie and Karis Levert, it's a different story. Hell, I mean, they Levert's might be. Levert plays. Oh, is he? He's on my fantasy squad. Okay, I didn't know he was 100% back yet. Well, then that helps. Um, all right, and uh, the last thing we want to talk about is a team who's been there before um, and a team who I think wants anything to get out of the top, to get out of the first round because it's been haunting them. I think they. Like you said, it's a very similar team to last year. Haven't really made any additions, but I think that they're just getting older and better. And they have, my breakout player for them is Yusuf Nurkic. We're talking about the Blazers. The Blazers also are seven and three in their last ten games. The Blazers are hanging on to a four seed in the West. Strong. The Blazers are playing incredible. They, they, the I know they're two games up on the Rockets, only a half game back of the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Thunder slide a little bit. Mm, here's. My only issue. Were, okay, so the Thunder were at a very high trajectory peak. They're gonna they're gonna slide a little bit from going. What was it like eleven and three? Or it, they were they were doing very well. So yeah. it's natural. Um, I, I think it's more likely the Rockets take the Blazers than the, the yeah. Blazers take the Thunder. Here's my issue with the but Blazers. Hell, five seed in the West. Five seed in the West. That means they play the Thunder. I think they match up well against the Thunder. Here, here, I I disagree. I disagree. I disagree, and this is why. Nurkic and Adams, I think that's a wash. Benches, I think it's a wash. So it comes down to Westbrook and PG versus McCollum and Lillard. Well, you talk- look what the Pelicans the did. We're talking about the Rockets. You just said the Blazers are going to play the Thunder. Well, it's going to be a four or five matchup, so it's got to be the Rockets. Okay. I so okay. I think I give it to Nurkic over Compella. I give it to Ben. No, Nurkic is such a bad defender. He's going to get destroyed by the quickness of Capella. Uh, I don't think he gets destroyed by the quickness of Capella. I think he gets drawn onto James Harden, and then he gets the assist. Here's my problem with the Blazers. Capella gets the assist. You look what the the, uh, Pelicans did last year. They shut down Lillard, and the Blazers freaking collapse. That's really what you have to do. You just have to bottleneck him. He's the entire... Yeah, exactly. Scheme. So now, it, it I think the success of the Trailblazers in the playoffs is on Lillard to learn how to play against yeah. when he gets double team. We does that because if that still happens, it's they're so, going to get swept again. It's on CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum was nothing last year. I know, but he can't make up for a absence of Damian Lillard. Doesn't have to that make up. We he just saw has to be present. He has to be. I know, but we saw an absence. It's on, it's on the front court of Damian Lillard. It's on the front court. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think like, I think, I, I think it has to be both. I think no matter what backcourt they play, they're gonna they're overmatched. Yeah, it's on those two guards as it has been the entire career for Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in at Portland. Ain't nothing new there. So you, you, you take now. the Rockets in that matchup. I don't think the Blazers. I mean, yeah. Do you take the Rockets? Begrudgingly, I don't want to because I don't like the way that they play. I, I think if they can take them to six, it's the Blazers. Depth, depth, and depth alone. I, I, well, I, that's fair. They got Shabazz Napier. Yeah, they've got their deep team. Their deep team, and I think besides well, especially, especially, who, who else is on their bench? I think besides the seven and eight seed, the six five three two and one will all beat the the Blazers easily. 
I, I think the Jazz will handle the Blazers. Yeah, I do too. I think the Rockets handle the Blazers. Uh, well, that's... How LeBron sneaks in, I think the Lakers handle the Blazers. Al Farik Amanu, he's yeah, been playing really they're, they're well. Evan they're Turner. Playing the Blazers, they're playing the Warriors. Uh, maybe the Nuggets. Shit could happen. Maybe the Nuggets. That'd be an interesting series. No, I think man. Nuggets could lose in seven. Seth Lakers. Curry, Rodney Hood, Ennis Cantor. I just that's not a playoff caliber team, man. I mean, they're gonna make it to the playoffs. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I they'd have to really surprise me. I don't. I don't Rodney think they play, Rodney Hood's been playing like old Utah Rodney Hood since he's gotten to the Blazers. Rodney Hood's playing which was great defense. mediocre at best. Uh, great, great defense and an outstanding number three, number four scoring option. He's shooting better than he was in Cleveland. I don't think Portland makes out the first round. Okay. Either, if they, if they go up to the three, they play the Jazz. If they go down to the four, five, they play the Rockets. I don't like either of those matchups. Really. All right. I think that takes us to worth mentioning, and I'm going to go first because I, have one, I only have one, and I, I'm sure Nick Mason's going to take it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give props to Russell Westbrook because oh. Russell Westbrook had a dad moment. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Russell, a kid hit Russell Westbrook. Um, not hard or anything. Like a white tabby, like yeah. pushed him. Yeah. Um, and when I first saw Russell Westbrook was gonna react to, it, I was like, "Here comes a classic Russ moment. He's gonna lose his temper. And he's gonna yell at a little kid. And he's not gonna look like a hero." Instead, he talked to the kid's dad, and in the end, he said, "Hey, I wasn't mad at the kid. I just wanted to tell the dad that you should really talk to your son because he can't go around hitting strangers." And that's very good advice. Also, I have a little bit of a beef because Russell Westbrook's not a stranger. That kid's a stranger to Russell Westbrook, but. I'm sorry, you're paying to be the entertainer, right? You're not a stranger. He doesn't know him? Sure. There's never seen somebody you don't know in a stranger. But the, here's, the, here's another thing. You say he's an entertainer, and I would agree, but you, that fans have, I and Nathan included, and Sam included, have been complete culpable of the, of the worst possible fans out there completely heckling and doing absolutely right. nasty shit to players. Hold on. You come into University of Dayton Arena. You're going to get verbally assaulted, but... Dropping the gloves! There is a big problem in the NBA and in professional sports where people think that they can say anything to the people on the court because they came there to watch them. And I kind of understand it, but if you're on the other side... Think about it if you're on the other side of the glass. And if one of us were to do that to Russell Westbrook, I think he'd have every right to go off on us. The kid was maybe 10. He literally just pushed him. He didn't even do anything. Yeah, exactly. And so I thought he was going to lose his shit, and I'm giving him props because I, he did you. the right I appreciate thing. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I do. I just want to say that people out there, if you want to heckle fan or if you want to heckle players, that's one thing. But saying personal stuff, like we're not touching, like I, I, you I cannot say, touch I, a player. I, I, I say personal stuff's fair game. I think touching a player crosses the line. And I think if any of us touches a player, he has every right to go on a bus. I think he did a smart thing, not yelling at a ten year old. All right, how about this? Somebody, you go. So somebody comes to your work and just starts yelling things at you while you're working. Mm-hmm. Why is that okay? Um, that's not part of my job description. Is that part of his? It is part of his uh, job description to deal with fans. <laughs> okay. What if these people are big fans of silicon? What if they are? Uh, try to get on the premises. Exactly. <laughs> uh. So I, I just – one of those things – Worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, my worth mentioning, James Jones is the interim GM for the Phoenix Suns right now. And is it why he's not in the Lakers front office somehow? Not in the Lakers. That, right? He is the interim uh, head coach for the Phoenix Suns. And he might be their permanent head coach for the Head Suns. coach or GM? Or, sorry, GM. Uh, oh, wait, no. Fuck. It's young for GM. Sure it's it's head. It's yeah, head. he's old for a player, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's super. It, that's 
That's even young for a uh, coach, not the youngest coach. No, it is. Phoenix Suns interim GM James yeah, Jones. that's young for a GM. That's Said that he would be he's interviewed. He's what, like 37? Uh, he, yeah, he's something like that. He was playing yeah. with Braun for a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Phoenix Suns, basically just a feeder team for the Lakers. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got a couple here. All right, uh, first one's about the Bucks. Two things the Bucks have done this have not done this season that anyone else hasn't done. It's a no I saw it right now and I saw it. I love it. They have not lost consecutive games this season. The only team in the NBA yep. not to have lost consecutive games. They have also not lost the same team twice. That's goddamn impressive. I have another word mentioning. Uh, what's your <clears> second one? Second one. The Kings have lost all four games to the Warriors this year by a combined 12 points. Oh, oh that, that hurts. hurts. I'm telling you, I, I, I know I know that like Warriors playoffs at one level, but damn would a Warriors King series yeah. be fun to watch. And the Warriors get it, they're like, that team's fast. Yeah. Like they are winded after playing the yeah. Kings. So the Kings Same can play Willie Cully Stein ain't fast. If the, King, if the Kings can play that fast for seven games, <laughs> they could take one. Doesn't. <laughs> That's true. All right. Um so uh I think the Kings are what the war or what the Wizards were uh in the East the last couple of years. That team that you can beat but you don't want to because you're going to be tired in your next series. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 2016 uh, Wizards? Oh. Honestly, 2016 Wizards is the reason that Cleveland rolled over Boston. Yeah. yeah they were just fucking gas because they took them to seven. <laughs> seven, seven games, there was, like, there was a fight every game, too. It was a physical series. Uh, I got it worth mentioning. Uh, in other news, post-play is dead in the NBA, according to uh, Kirk Goldsberry. Um, since 2013-2014 season, uh, total post-ups in the NBA by season, uh, it went from about 40,000 down to, in the year 2018-19, uh, looking around like 21,000. It's yeah. literally well, that makes half. Sense. Think, about how many not, think about how many big men are just becoming rim runners now. Oh, yeah. Think about pro to- who, who is like the prototypical big man right now? Clint, Clint Capella. All right, uh, my other worth mentioning, because um, I can't believe we haven't brought it up yet, um, Dwayne Wade. D-Wade! Dwayne Wade with... Flash! Ah! Uh, Savior of the universe. D- uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade had uh, just an excellent game winner. Uh, good chance to slap. Oh, I don't know about excellent. That was am- that was lucky lucky as shit. Yeah, sir, excellent, because it was a circus show. Right. It was awesome. LeBron, it was excellent. LeBron, 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 LeBron says that his was better than Wade's. LeBron? LeBron hit that clutch three over Drew Holiday. That's not Holiday. a game winner, man. No, but it was a clutch three. He said it was better than Wade's. Well, good. Of course he did. said that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, LeBron. Come on, man. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what... Uh, they're basically brothers, and I don't give a... If my brother and I do two comparable things, I don't give a shit who's better. I'm saying mine is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, so uh, Dwayne Wade's game winner was my other one. Just If you haven't seen it, we, we retweeted it. Check us out on Twitter at just the tip off one. I got, I got two more here. So the Lakers have missed the last five playoffs years. Okay. In their history prior to this five-year streak, they'd only missed the playoffs five other times. So in the last five years, they have missed as many playoff appearances as they had the rest of franchise history. Oh, my God. That's like 50 years. That's awesome. That's awesome. And my last one, this is – I just saw this today – our homeboy, Jordan Cyber, University of Dayton alum, is the Fuck only yeah. player in the NBA who is shooting 100% right now because <laughs> he's taking one shot, one three, and he made it. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah Jordan Cyber. Fuck yeah.
He's the only yeah. person Fuck in the NBA <laughs> shooting 100% in the NBA. Uh, I think right. he should retire. I, Be I, the all-time leader in field goal percentage. I, 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 I have one more worth mentioning, but you go first. No, no, I'm done. All right. Um, you talking about the Lakers reminded me. Does anyone know how the Lakers got their name? Because it's a weird, weird name, right? The Lakers? They're not on a lake. Well, they used to be the Minnesota Lakers, where the land of 10,000 lakes. And then when they moved, because they had such a good team, the front office said rebranding would be a chore. Fair. <laughs> also, I like that you bring up a different team name each week. The new, yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. <laughs> well, LA Lakers. Here we go. It's just a little team pack. Oh, I got one. How about this? Um, the reason that the Chicago Bulls are the Bulls is because they were known for uh, meat packing. Interesting. Big meat packers. Huh. I mean, that's how the Packers kind of got their name, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah, so, they pack fudge, but... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, it's 16. Uh, ha. Um, all right, so last week we didn't do a player comparison, so this week we're going to include four players in our player comparison because we're comparing dynamic duos. Yeah, we are. All right, so we have two dynamic duos. Um... Similar results, except for um, similar results as far as when they played together. Um, both made it to a championship, but never won one. Mm. Actually, um, both. I take it, I take it back. Uh, one didn't make it to the championship, but one people thought were a championship team and never got it. Um, but we're, no, bo- yeah, we're both, both, both we're both recipients of give it to me. The I don't know who it is. An event of playing in the Jordan Pippen era. Yeah, right. So both yeah. both had to play well, in that uh, era. The Jordan, the, but the other one lost to Elijah One. We are doing Hard Hardaway versus and Shaq versus Stockton Malone. Oh, they both made it to the finals, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did rethink it. You're right. Um, so Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal versus John Stockton and Carl Malone. Stockton, So Carl Malone and John Stockton lost twice to Jordan. Uh, Penny so, and Shaq lost once so, to Jordan. So, so let's acknowledge the longevity thing. Shaq's one of the most longevity players in the, uh, in the league. But Penny Hardaway had a very short and unfortunate career because he's got some bad knees. Just like me, because I'd be in the pros right now. But also, John Stockton and Carl Malone also had incredibly long careers. Incredibly, incredibly long careers. Uh, John Stockton's top four most uh, most games ever played. Yeah. And um, he was just super consistent. Has like yeah. 15,000 assists. Or something like Car- that. Car- Carl Malone is, I think, number three in all-time scoring and never led the league in scoring. Just two. Number two in all-time scoring, never led the league in scoring. Just because he low-key averaged 20 points a game for almost 20 years. Yeah. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. It's like Derek. It's like Derek. Yeah, man. Um, but, um, so. Oh, Stock- I got it. You got to give it to Stockton. Stockton's one of the best assisters of all time. So, as far as assisting, you got to give it to Stockton. As far as dominance as a big man, I'm taking Shaq as a more dominant big man than uh, Carl Malone. Right, because Shaq is a uh, top ten player all time, and Carl Malone is probably top twenty, but I think right. Shaq's a little bit more dominant. Um, you just brought up a point when you said Dirk. Run this by real quick. Dirk is less than hundred points away from passing Will. Doesn't play a lot. Doesn't shoot a lot. Is he gonna get it? Less than hundred? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. Come on. He doesn't play he, a lot. He's he got shoot what, twenty-five a lot. games. That's four points a game. He's got. It. All right. We'll see. We'll oh. see. All right, um, but yeah, I. Oh, LeBron's gonna have Jordan by the end right, of this I'm, week. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go. I'm just getting my gut feeling here. All right, hang on. Do we want to go? All right, before we look at the stats, go ahead and do gut feelings. But I want to ask: Do we? How many years of Penny Hardaway do we want to do? Because he did 14 let, let, years. Let, let, let's let's only do the years they played together. All right, so we're gonna go. Why don't, why don't we? Ninety six. Just compare their championships. 90, 90, just compare 90, their championship final appearances seasons. Ninety five or ninety six. 
97. Because uh, Shaq. Shaq joined the Lakers in 97-98. Okay. Um, Alright. Um, so, I got feeling, if we're doing just those years, uh, Hardaway Shaq. Four seasons. You know, seasons. as good as Malone and Stockton were, I got to give to Hardaway Shaq just because Shaq was a different animal. Shaq was a different animal, and Hardaway during those. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Stockton has a better career, but during those years, I can't. I don't think Stockton ever had year like Stockton over overall his years were incredible, but I don't think Stockton ever had a three or four year um, stint like Hardaway did. Because Hardaway was, or maybe, uh, maybe. So um, here's what I did. Uh, Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Penny played for four seasons. Shaq had been playing for five seasons. Okay. So then I did four seasons with John Stockton <laughs> and five seasons with Carl Malone. Okay. This is on BasketballReference.com. They have amazing stats. All your play, all the players. They have also an awesome player account. index. Also a fun Twitter account. Great Twitter account as well. Yeah. So definitely check them out. Yeah. Um, ooh, I like this. Like this a lot. Uh, and can we do it because they're in different areas, different paces? Uh, can we do it as a per hundred possessions? Yeah. I, ju- I just think it's the most fair way. That's fair. So, still interesting. So, their rankings. Anybody want to take a guess on who's one through four on what? Just so they rank the players one through four because I put in four players. All right. Shaq uh, I'm, one. I'm going uh, just for four years. Shaq one, Stockton two, um, Malone three, Hardaway four. Um. And also, did you use the same? Did you overlap Stockton and? Um, I did their first four years. First four years. Five years. I did like because. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. I I think it's pro. I think it's probably Shaq, Malone, Stockton, Hardaway. That is incorrect. It is Penny Hardaway. Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, John Stockton per 100 possessions. Well, well alrighty. Right? Right? That's ridiculous. Looking at this, the deep, okay, the offensive rating for Penny Hardaway was 116. Carl Malone, 108. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is 114. And then John Stockton is 117. At the, at the, so they ranked them one through four, but he, I'm not sure. I think total overall, maybe they, they compile that and, and, and rank it. But I don't know. That's interesting. Defensive rating, uh, Penny Hardaway 107, Carl Malone 101, Shaquille O'Neal 102, and John Stockton 103. So Penny Hardaway has the best defensive rating of all of them. But they're all very close. For 100 possessions. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Shaq's got 3.8 blocks to the next highest. Carl Malone at 0.9. Jesus, that's ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. Points. Uh, Shaq. Or, or, okay, Penny is 27. Carl at 32. Shaq at 36. And then John at 16. Assist. John's up at like his 16 range. Rebounds. Uh, Carl's low at 14 to Shaq's 16.8. Um, God, that's just tough, man. So, you know, it's split. One and two and three and four. They're each uh, a player from the other duo. So, fuck the stats. I, I got to take, I got to take Shaq and Hardaway. Honestly, it, because he's one and, the one and three versus two and four. Mm-hmm. 
you know? All right. Unfortunately, neither of the duos won a championship because of because they ran they, they ran into Jordan. because they ran into an even greater duo. Yeah, basically a trio. Uh, yeah, true. Well, yeah, um, no, if you're John uh, Stockton the, and Carl Malone, the uh, Magic didn't win it because they ran into the duo. Drex, they ran into uh, Five Slam Jamma because when they made the finals, they lost to uh, Elijah Wan and Drexler. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, so as a podcast. Um, we now have definitive proof that um, O'Neill and Hardaway are better. That's, that's scientific fact now. Science, um, bitch. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.